On this episode of The Failure Report, we examine how DJ Ramey went from working in the field of electronics to finding his passion as a stylist and fashion designer. DJ Ramey, celebrity stylist, good friend of mine. I love the fact that I know such great people. You know what I mean? I consider myself pretty darn lucky. I think I'm more lucky. Oh, jeez. Than, than you are. <laughs> Thanks. God, godmother to two here beautiful children. So, I mean, when I say I know this guy, I do know him. Amazing human being. Thank you so much for being here with appreciate me today. It. I appreciate you. I have seen a lot of your career. I've been there for a lot of it, and I have been in awe. At how you've taken an idea of saying, I'm going to create a lapel pin for men clothing and be able to scale that into what I happened to walk by today. I was getting some coffee, walk past your storefront, didn't realize I was going to do it. That was an amazing moment for me, I have to say, because whenever you start anything, um, some people start with humble beginnings. And so I want to start at the beginning. You know, who are you? What do you do? And then tell me about Dapper Dude Collection. All right. Well, my name is Derek Ramey Jr. Derek um, Ramey. <laughs> most people call me. Well, my friends call me DJ. Yes. Um, but which, wherever you met me, that's fine. That's DJ, right. DJ wherever Derek. part of life you met me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. I am married. I've, um, we've been married for 16 years uh, this year. Just. Just. just this, yeah. This is the February. year. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, we have two kids, Micah and Corinne, yeah. uh, 15 year old, and my daughter's getting ready to turn 11. <laughs> So don't cry. Yeah. I, you know I'm, I'm on the way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, um, Can't believe it. Uh, me personally, um, so what I do is I make men's accessories. Um, yeah. That's where that's where it all started. Yeah. Um, I do lapel pins. It actually started as a bow tie company. That's right. You know I forget about yeah, that. Yeah. Because you're so known for your lapel pins, it's but weird. bow ties are you're equally as known for your bow ties because they're dope. Like. You know, so I, I brought in the lapel pins to supplement for having bow ties because I figured mm. you couldn't just have bow ties. I needed yeah. something to go with it. Yeah. And then the lapel pins just kind of took off, yeah. uh, which which was cool. Sure. Um, That's interesting, though, because yeah. you start with one thing. And you're like, yeah. this is what my this is my secret, you know, my sauce. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm just going to bring this as a side item. And it ends up it taking off over. as the. Yeah. Yeah. As the main thing. And I, I find myself every once in a while. I'm like, wait, I got to get back to the bow ties, you yeah. know, kind of mm. thing. But um. I, I know not to focus on certain things that, that are working and mm -hmm. just, you know, kind of incorporate it and make sure I just kind of keep an even flow yeah. with everything. Um, I also do styling as well. Yeah. Um, I've been getting into that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, I think I don't mention it as much because it's more like I've loved style. Mm hmm People just say, I like your style. Right. Can you help me with mine? Yeah. And then I'm like, sure. Sure. No problem. You know, so turning that into a business is something uh, newer uh, that I've been actually presenting to people. Yeah. So uh, I'm getting it more. That's amazing because I see you as a stylist, like yeah. numero uno, because your style is so dope. You, mm -hmm. I mean, of course, you guys have got to follow him on all social media platforms because it's effortless. You know what I mean? There's some individuals that are stylists that I've, you know, that I know of that have to try so hard. You know what I mean? You're like, I just, I like color. I like pattern. I like, yeah. you just, are you, you're an individual. I think that it makes it easier mm -hmm. if you're not trying to be something. Yeah. Um, it, it makes it a lot more effortless and people can feel that you're not trying to force it. Yeah. And you're not trying to force it on them either. On them either, you know. So wait a second. So we started at Bowties. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember you've always been a hands-on guy, soldering, painting, <laughs> yeah. building, you know, things like that. But what made you think that you could sew? 
Did you always know that? When did you do? When did that happen? <laughs> so you, I, I think we kind of have that in common. Um, yeah. Just random. Mm-hmm. If we feel like we want to try to do it, we'll give it a shot. Try see it. what happens. Yeah. So um, for seven years, I was a manufacturing engineer. Yeah. Um, and I did that. It, it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, made good money. Mm-hmm. Uh, learned a lot. Um, and it got to the point where the job wasn't really fun anymore. Yeah. It wasn't fun. The company was going down. People were getting greedy. You know yeah. how, that, how mm. that works. Um, and it was, I guess, creating a strain because we were actually getting less money, less contracts, mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. So I, just, I had to figure out what to do. Yeah. So, so you were kind of forced into it. You know. Yes. It wasn't like I, I'm going to leave my business and make bow ties full time. It was at this point where you were seeing I'm at a preface, precipice yeah. here. I got to either jump or figure out something else. Literally. Gosh. Yeah. Um, so put that aside. Um, I think maybe two years before I actually started the business, um, I was in Nashville and I was at church and uh, Adrian, mm-hmm. um, I was like, man, how do you tie bow ties? You know, because he was always wearing bow ties. Yeah. And he was like, man, I'll, I'll show you how to tie it. Um, so he showed me how to tie the bow tie. Um, and I, of course, of course, went home, learned how to do it. But I couldn't find the ones that I liked for myself. Yeah. So I was just like, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's go to the thrift <laughs> store. Kind of took one apart mm-hmm. and just kind of went backwards from there. Huh. Which was cool because um, we did that a lot in the manufacturing business. Like we I would see. reverse engineer. Things. Yeah. It's the same concept. Um, so I just took one apart, taught myself how to make them. Uh, they started out pretty bad. Yeah, it kind of sucked. <laughs> you know, um, and of course, you have to find the hardware for everything and, and all that mm-hmm. type of stuff. I didn't know where mm-hmm. to get it from. Um, but yeah, so that's... Did you make a lot of the hardware that you used to make your bow ties? No, no. So, you found it. Yeah, I, I found it because mm-hmm. it's like the, um, what do you call it? The um, the little bars that you, that the fabric goes through. I had to figure it, figure yeah. that out. Yeah. Um, so once I found all of that stuff and was able to actually construct a decent bow tie, um, I was like, well, yeah, I can do this. I can do it. How was your first day sitting down at a sewing machine? Like, all right. You know, seven years ago you had YouTube, right? But I mean, did YouTube teach you? (laughs) That is the cutest dog ever. (laughs) Did YouTube teach you how to be, to sew bow ties or did you say, I'm going to reverse engineer, whoa, reverse engineer this and figure this out myself. How did you? Yeah, I'm, I'm halfway old, halfway young. Yeah, so, you're so Yeah, I didn't really use YouTube that mm. much. Um, for <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I, I just went, you know, just went right at it and, and wow. kind of figured it out. And I think the first, the first pattern I made from it, because I think people usually use like the paper patterns mm-hmm. for it, mm-hmm. but I didn't like that at all. So right. I just took some wood and like drew it on the wood and made a pattern for it so that I can always have a, like the exact pattern every time. Every time. Yeah. Engineers always amaze me like this because they're like, I took wood to make a pattern. That's not normal. You do know that. It may be normal. (laughs) You do realize that because it's just, but you see things differently. You know what I mean? You're a maker. And so you see things and you see like a deficit. Like I didn't like the way that the fabric did with paper. So I made something else to be able to get the results that I really wanted. So you started Dapper Dude out as a necessity. Like mm-hmm. where I work is not is not doing it. I like bow ties. I realize I can make them. What made you think that you can make a business out of that? Um. So 
Two two things. Um, I had to. I love the answer. Okay. So. Right. <laughs> uh, because so I, I like the job, but I I don't think that I felt like. Well, I know I felt like I didn't want to go back into that field. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually had a friend of mine tell me that in college I said that I I didn't I didn't want to work for anybody. Hmm. And yeah. she told me that like maybe a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people you got to be careful what you say because you, you know you got to make yeah. sure you're strategic in your words because sure. that can come back and either haunt you or help you. It's true. Um, but yeah, so I pretty much had to do it because it was like, do I want to go back into that field or do I want to do something for myself hmm. and put the energy that I would be giving the workforce mm-hmm. then never get it back? Yeah. Or do I want to, you know, put it in myself and I receive the reward of doing something with your hands? Yeah. And, you know, you can put that energy back out and it always comes back to you. It always comes back to you. Yeah. It reciprocates. That's so interesting. Yes. So you started Dapper Dude, the Dapper Dude Collection online. Mm-hmm. Was it more website? Was Instagram how you really kind of got your, your footing out there? What did you do? But, I mean, like, e-commerce is so hot. You yeah. know what I mean? And a lot of individuals, we're going to get into your failure report pretty soon yeah, here, yeah, but yeah. I know a lot of people just think, oh, if I make this or if I mass buy this, then I could just sell it online. How is that for you? Like, Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I didn't start online. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first uh, bow ties I made that I actually got paid for mm-hmm. um, was for a quartet group here in Huntsville. Okay. So yeah, uh, I made them. <laughs> That's and awesome. I, I always tell the story. I'm, I'm not sure why they paid for them. Joint Effort Business and Marketing Consulting specializes in finding solutions for startups, small businesses, and nonprofits. We offer branding, marketing, social media management, development, and capacity building consulting services to companies who are just starting out or need help taking their business to the next level. Please contact us online for a consultation at joineffortllc.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at joineffortllc. Because wow. they like they were decent enough to tie, mm-hmm. but the construction was was bad. Yeah, that's uh, you're like, thanks guys. Yeah, yeah you're so kind, <laughs> right? But um, so that was actually my first um, notion that I could actually do it as a business, yeah. and that people would actually pay for it. Right. Um, when I started my site, of course I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay, how do I get this stuff? out to people mm-hmm. um, and I did start with Instagram um, mm-hmm. with my original uh, personal page and, yeah you know just start putting stuff out and um, people at, were asking for them yeah. so I was like well maybe this is something you like maybe them I love them I love them too yeah. and, and then you got into lapel pins as a, as a side note accessory yeah. you know what I mean and tell me what happened whenever you put your lapel pins out there because I mean they they are they I would say were really trending they were hot yeah. at that point yeah. how do you keep something that is trending and it started as a side hustle you know not a side hustle but a yeah, side yeah. accessory to what you, your 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 main bread and butter is how do you make that then and keep that trend kind of going um, so I, I used to tell people because of, of the kind of lapel pins they were, that all it is, is a piece of fabric on a stick. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah, what it that's was. It. You're right. uh, so how do you kind of recreate that and make it something to where people will actually, well, they'll want it. Yeah. So you, you have to kind of show them 
you know, sh- show them how it will benefit whatever you're wearing or whatever you're doing right. and kind of have to recreate that over and over and over again because people get bored really, really fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just is a matter of making it appealing to the eye. Yeah. And just doing that over and over and figuring out a new ways to do it. New ways to do it. Because it is literally the same stuff over and over again. And now you've gotten into different types of lapel pins. So they're not just fabric on a stick any longer. Right, right, right. They've definitely gotten elevated. Yeah. How did you, how do you have an eye for that? Like, you know, I mean, and I have to say, I love watching you, your accessories on individuals for like the Oscars and the Grammys and things like that. You know, how did, how did you get those individuals even interested in either your fabric on a stick, as you call it, <laughs> or your more really designer, you know, lapel pins? Um, so starting out, I really had, was, have been very fortunate to have people reach out and be like, hey, I like what you're doing. How mm-hmm. can I help? Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of the stuff has gotten to the carpets. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I feel like I'm, I'm here from Alabama. Yeah. How do you even see what I'm doing? Right, right. Um, but I know that if you're doing something um, if you're if you're doing something that you're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. it, people will find you. People will find people you. People will find you because yeah. there are more people in the world who 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 like what you like as well. Yeah, that's so, so it's, true. It's not just you. Yeah, and they don't want to do it <laughs> themselves. They don't want to do it themselves. <laughs> and I always tell people, I pay for what I don't want to do or what I don't know. Yeah. So if I don't know how to do it, then I have to pay for it. You have to pay for it. And I'm really kind of willing to pay whatever it takes. Yes. You know, and so you are you work with a lot of other stylists to be able yes. to provide male and female accessories to them. Is that correct? That is that is correct. Yeah. Um, the stylists have been a big, 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 big help because, yeah. of course, most of the times the celebrities. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Yeah. And until they actually know who you are or know what you're doing. Right. It's the celebrities that put the stuff on. Mm-hmm. Or it's the stylists that put the stuff on the celebrities. Mm-hmm. So they've actually been very, very kind um, to allow me to get into their world. Mm-hmm. And once they need your help as well. They do. Because what are they, what, what, what is a stylist without clothes? Yeah. You know what I mean? Without accessories, without things right. to adorn your, your body with, or then yeah. especially their clients. Yeah. So you all have a kind of reciprocated relationship. Yeah. Yeah, Once I they can trust you and you can trust them, trust. then that's, that's really it. It's Cause, trust. Because then they'll call you again. Because it's really a small, a small network of stylists because mm-hmm. a lot of them will be like, hey, I got a guy. Yeah. And it's like five or six of them that are doing Mm-hmm. mainly the, the big work. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of them out there. There are a lot of stylists out there because yeah. everyone can say they're a stylist. Sure. But the ones that are actually doing the work, it's a very close, tight-knit. Mm-hmm. A tight-knit crew of those individuals. Yeah. So you go from being a, an engineer to saying, out of necessity, I've got to be able to kind of pivot into this new direction. None of those things equal business owner. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. They just don't. Yeah. Oh, tell me, tell me about that. How in the world did you say, I know I can make this. I know I'm good with my hands. I know I have the imagination to be able to sew this. I know that my first client, I didn't deserve to get paid from it. But a business owner, what made, how did that come about? You know, and how did you feel like, okay, this is what I'm going to have to do. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think when the the actual turning point is. And that's that's the other part, too. I think if I think about stuff too much, I won't do it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I I, a lot of times have to go back and make myself remember how I even got in there. Yeah. Because when you look back, you're like, oh, okay, wow, that was a long time ago. And that is a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, Let's see. When did I actually start getting into doing it or knowing that I could do it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it really was the fact that I, I had to. Like, I didn't even second, second guess it. Mm-hmm. Um, but making it into a business... Because um, you have a business license. You yeah. have a building. You have, you know, I mean, you have software that you have to have. You have to play with the algorithm of social yeah. media yeah. to be able to be seen. You know what I mean? There's a lot of pieces of a business. And with someone that says, I didn't study... I didn't try to be a business owner. You know what I mean? How did you feel like you could do it? (laughs) Um, I I think that I just told myself that this was something that I was going to do. This this was pretty much it. Um, And learning all of those things, though, that's Mm -hmm. that's the part that I'm not excited about. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I've messed up on a a whole (laughs) whole lot. Yeah. Um, It took me a while to... So I started the business in 2013. Mm -hmm. This is the first year that I've been able to have an actual space. Store space, yeah. And there were... So in in business, anything that... any bad thing that happens to you that may take some money away mm-hmm. is a big hit. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't blame anybody if you're not making any money. Mm-hmm. It's all on you. So there have been a whole lot of things that have happened um, that I didn't anticipate in mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. that I've had to pay out, pay for, didn't know about yeah. that kept me from actually having a space mm-hmm. until now. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing faster. Yeah. 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 Because when you don't know, it's... You can't, you know, you can't, you don't know that what you don't know. You know what I mean? And some people call it bliss. But then (laughs) when it costs me, it's not very blissful. You know what I mean? It's now I'm in a a situation and, you know, that's, that's kind of where we talk about our failure reports. You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't know that these things were going to happen. You know what I mean? Now I do know. What is that that you would like to tell individuals to say, don't learn from your own mistakes, learn from my mistake. You know what I mean? Is it that you should have moved from an online to a storefront faster? Is it that I needed to be able to employ these individuals to be able to provide this? What is that, that, that advice that you would really want to share with the next generation of, hey, guys, learn from me? Don't be afraid to ask for help. Hmm. That's, that's, I think yeah. that's the one that I'm actually st- still working on. Still working on, yeah. Um, I know for sure that I would be probably a lot further along mm-hmm. if I would relinquish some of the uh, relief or relinquish some of the control mm-hmm. over how I want everything to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just actually ask for help. Cause most, most of the time people have reached out and said that they will help, mm-hmm. which is great and awesome, but you need to be specific yeah. and actually ask um, people for what you need. Yeah. And I, I think that's something that still kind of holds me back hmm. and that I'm actually working on now. Like you have to, Okay, I do need help on that. Yeah. I can't do it all mm-hmm. because we, as entrepreneurs, we end up doing it all. Like you, you said, doing it all. Um, I do the pictures. Mm-hmm. I do um, all the marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, make the, the pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually working on um, getting some things manufactured now. So, like, I'll design it wow. and get it manufactured, mm-hmm. and that'll end up taking some of the weight off of me, so that I can create more, be right. able to um, expand. Um, mm-hmm. And really ask questions from right. the people who have actually made it. Um, yeah. And all the information that they that they give you may not resonate with you immediately. Sure. But you can gl- glean something from what? Something. Something. Yeah. You know, um, 
Yeah. So really listening, you yeah, know what I mean? And and letting, cause it is, it's, it's your baby. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I need this baby. I have a beautiful family that I'm a provider for and I can't, I can't allow you to mess it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you do, you, you hold it tight to your chest because it is mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, that is so interesting that you said, I know if I would just be able to bring these individuals in or let this little piece go yeah. that, you know, I could possibly, it would free up your time. You know what I mean? And it's so interesting because it's not even hindsight. It's like your current situation. You're like, I know I need to do it. I'm yeah. not doing it today, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not doing it. Well, mm-hmm. so I've gotten better at doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think something that I, I am working on as well that mm-hmm kind of holds me back because I don't have a lot of inventory because because I'm actually making it. Yeah. Um, so it's all handmade. So, yeah. And and custom. And you custom. do a lot of custom pieces for a lot of celebrities, yeah. a lot of individuals who are looking for certain things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think right now everyone feels like you're Amazon. Yeah. And they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Yeah. So not having... Not being prepared sometimes with a, a big inventory mm-hmm. um, kind of holds me back as well. Yeah. Um, but it's what you do. And I think that's actually kind of your secret sauce, though, because it makes you it makes it more custom. Mm-hmm. I don't personally want to wear it with everyone yeah, else is wearing. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And if I have to wait for it because it is exclusive and it's for me, I'm kind of willing to do that. You know what I mean? Which I feel like differentiates you from an Amazon because I could buy a lapel yeah. from yeah. Amazon. Yeah. But if I get it from you, I know that I'm going to get something, A, that's made by hand, that's made with love, that yeah. is, is a one of one. You know what I mean? Everybody wants a one of one. Well, yeah. and so I've, I've also had to realize that... Um, the, if you're making something for people, mm-hmm. it is okay that there is a wait, mm-hmm. that, that there's a little wait time mm-hmm. in there. You're willing. Yeah. You're willing to do it. Leading in Color is a podcast hosted by Dion Stokes, founder of Joint Effort, business marketing consulting, and me, Marta Miranda Straub, founder of Catapult Now, an organization and leadership development and training firm. We thrive on engaging in raw, courageous conversations and topics that unpack systems of oppression that impact leaders at the margins of white patriarchal culture. So I went to the protest, and when I went to the protest, there weren't a lot of white faces in the crowd. And I thought, what's wrong with this scenario? Because, you know, people have been organizing around all these issues, and in the, the white activist community, there was this question, why don't black people join our movements? Right, as opposed to, why aren't we at the table in their movement. We are passionate about naming and dismantling the barriers of implicit bias, raising consciousness, and forging new ways to think about leadership that does not replicate power over others and create transformational leadership models based on systems of liberation. Join Leading in Color. Join the revolution. Have you ever considered, like, when you talk about mass manufacture, mm-hmm. have you ever considered a target, uh, you know, a mass space to be able to sell in? Yep, you got me. Hold on, it's too loud. He's got a dog. He's right here. <laughs> and the little dog is wagging. It's a big dog. Now the dog is sitting. He's putting on a collar. You need to take a second. Have you ever thought of that? Um. So yes. Yeah. 
Have you ever considered uh, mass production? You know, you talk about being able to scale faster and have more mm -hmm. inventory. Have you ever considered saying, hey, Target, you know, I've got great bow ties or I have an accessory that I think would do well in your store? Maybe not a Target. Your, yeah. your brand is definitely higher end than Target, but I'm just using it as an example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I have, but it was based off of someone's suggestion. Mm -hmm. um, and it actually still may happen. Awesome. So hopefully... Hashtag I, stay tuned. Yeah, hashtag hey. stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, you know, we talk about being a stylist, and that's just, you're saying it's a term that you're, you're wiggling into because you've been doing it for a very long time. You know what I mean? Maybe not in its, in its grandeur, you know what I mean, in every single day. But truly, you've been a stylist for a long time. How do you get inspired to style someone? And, you know, for individuals that are out there that are even in that business of making clothes, mm -hmm. is that where you start? Are you, start, are you starting with makeup? Are you starting with the celebrity? Are you starting with other stylists? What does that square look like? So, um, as far as being a stylist, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I, I think that I realized it's something that I can actually help people with. Mm, because, mm -hmm. so I, I used to feel like, why do, why do these grown men need me to dress them? Right. You know, kind of thing. Um, but a lot of times they do need help. Either they don't have time mm -hmm. to do it or... They just don't necessarily have the eye mm -hmm. and they they don't want they really don't want anyone to know that they had someone dress them as well yeah. too. oh that's interesting i never thought of that yeah, yeah. because it's like oh, why do i have somebody dressing me mm -hmm. uh, but then there are some that are like um i got this guy dressing me you know yeah. you know kind mm -hmm. of thing um so i i think recently i have realized that it is it is actually beneficial to people yeah because it's not something that i i see as hard mm -hmm. so I can do it for them and they feel confident, they feel mm -hmm. nice and I've helped someone. And you've helped someone. Yeah. That's interesting because, you know, it's uh, it's interesting how you feel like I get that that satisfaction of knowing I was able to help yeah. someone feel good about themselves. Looking bad and going anywhere yeah. is a bad feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've I've stepped out of the house in the wrong outfit before and be like, I look foolish. <laughs> you know, <what> I, mean? <laughs> yeah. I should try this again. Yeah. Yeah. But to know it gives you a certain walk. You you, you hold yourself a little differently. Yeah. And typically, individuals don't have you style them to go to work on a Tuesday. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. for a, a special situation. Yeah. So that's awesome. That is not just. You know, something that not everyone could use. I, I'm using you because I need you, and yeah. you're able to then help individuals feel good about themselves. And and you can see, you can actually see people light up yeah. when they when they feel nice. Like yeah. they'll come in, they'll feel look and feel nervous. Mm -hmm. um, so say like if it's for a photo shoot, um, and a lot of times they'll ask me for a specific style, mm -hmm. and usually they want the style they want what they've seen me wear. Okay, but I'll tell them <laughs> I can't do that for you, right? Because this is based on how I feel. Mm -hmm. So what I'll try to do is give you a style that represents you right. so that when you go out, you're actually happy, you feel confident, and you feel you feel like, hey, this is this represents Me. what I'm trying to yeah. share with That's you. That's funny. So men try to dress like you. Like, mm -hmm. you had that one outfit on, I want to yeah. wear it. And you're like, you are six, seven, and 900 pounds. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> it's, Sorry, it's not going to be the same. No. And then you're going to be upset. 
yeah. at me because I didn't give you that look. But yeah. it's and then I also tell them that it's less about the look and more about the confidence. Yeah. Like you, we could actually wear the same outfit, but if we don't have the same confidence, it's mm-hmm. gonna look totally different. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so. really dope. So you, I, I've, I've, I said secret sauce a few times, but I really mm-hmm. want to come back to what makes you you. How is it that you are you are personally confident enough to say this is something that I know I'm offering people and they're gonna love it? Um. I, I think that I think that as a, as a secret sauce, mm-hmm. um, I rarely second guess myself. That's awesome. Like if if that's the idea, I I'll go with it. Yeah. And I'll flesh it out from from wherever it starts. I'll flesh it out, but I I don't. I guess toil, toil back and forth with mm-hmm. you know, what's going on in my mind. Should I? Should nice? Yeah. It's a good pattern. Yeah, I'm sure you've had things that didn't. You you, you tried it and people were like, yeah, like, eh, no, just move on. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. that 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 process is fun. Yeah. But as far as starting things, figuring things out, I try to make it as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. The more. I think the more complicated you try to make things, mm-hmm. it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you ever tried to diversify? Have you ever tried to make women accessories? Yes. Yes. So, Do you currently? So, um, as far as the the pins go, yes. Um, I've been explaining it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, guys call them lapel pins. Mm-hmm. Women call them brooches. Brooches. Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> but um, I will be adding uh, women's. Well, I guess you're, this is one of those things that you're like, should I say? Yeah. But I'm going to say it anyway because I feel like this is something that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I would actually do, like to do women's clothes. Awesome. And more so women's clothes because you guys actually appreciate it. You do. And, and there are more options. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, we got a suit. Yeah, that's it. We got a shirt. Got a tie. Mm-hmm. Shoes. Yeah. Different colors. Yeah. That's, that's basically what it is. So with guys, he's just trying to figure out how to mix patterns and all that type of stuff. Sure. Yeah. And for me, it's like, it's the same stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, but people get really, really excited about it. Yeah. yeah. So, that's awesome. So that's, that's stay tuned to come. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I, y'all, I keep hitting this mic. I'm sorry about oh. that. But it's a kind of, I, I'm talking with my hands a lot, but that's a kind of like a stay tuned. Like, I, I love that because I've, of course, I've loved your style forever. So to know that you're about to do women's clothing. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm actually very excited about mm-hmm. it because I can, I can see like a nice collection yeah, coming uh, together. Yeah. Hand sewn, or you're going to be styling? I'll probably be designing and styling. Designing and styling. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's. I think that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. The direction I'm going with pretty much everything because yeah. I I need to duplicate myself. That's another thing. Yeah. Because I can only do so much mm-hmm. just as myself. As yourself. Yeah. So the more I can have a team. Yeah. I think that that will. That would make more sense. That makes more sense. And you're able to grow, you're able to go faster. And then people still get a piece of you. You know what I mean? Because it was designed by, and from your eye. And we can tell. You know what I mean? I hope so. You can definitely tell. So So this is my favorite part of the whole show. It's call your shameless shout outs. I know that you have so many things coming up. You just mentioned starting the female line, uh, doing some more designing and creating in that arena. We Mm -hmm. have female brooches. I wear my husband's brooches. Oh, wait, I call them brooches. He would die. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Courtney. (laughs) I wear them all the time. I'm always getting compliments on them. Uh, You're still selling online. Are Are you more so in the storefront tell me about that and then anything that you have coming up um so 
So I actually still do both. Um, I do the online, which is actually picking up very well. I do in the store as well. And I think why I started the store is because I didn't, I never did that much local stuff. I see. And so I was, I guess, I, I do like to connect with people. Mm-hmm. So that is just a way for me to be able to connect with people, do actual consultations and not have mm-hmm. to meet at Starbucks anymore. Or, you know, just Sure, yeah. Uh, which is cool. And then you can also make in your space as well. I can also make yeah, so you can well. you can get out of wherever else you were you know, creating. Yeah. yeah. That's um, pretty dope. So it, it actually is a, a good uh, marriage. To mm-hmm. where I still have both because, of course, um, storefronts, it's, it's, it can be hit or miss. Sure. Um, with with that, but I'm, I'm still able to catch it from from each side. Yeah. Um, things coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really the the main thing I have that I am focusing on is uh, having actual physical physical clothes for people yeah. that are designed by the Dapper Dude Collection. That's awesome. Um, that is the next step. Um, having accessories is cool, mm-hmm. but people always ask for your, your actual clothes. They do. Because they, they feel like the, the accessory is because, it looks good because of the, the garment that it's on. Yeah, yeah. The Ambition Planner was mindfully curated for the ambitious woman of faith. As a CEO and founder of multiple companies, from a forensic marketing agency to a tech company, my days and schedule are full. As a woman of faith, it was very, very important to me to be able to find a planner that encompassed all of the things that I was looking for. Starting my day spiritually centered, being able to think about the things that I was grateful for in a culturally inclusive planner, I just could not find it. So I created the Ambition Planner. mission is to empower women of faith by organizing their day with a planner that offers spiritual guidance, boosts productivity, and helps identify and obtain their daily goals. The purpose of the Ambition Planner is to provide a sacred space for women to plan their day, set their goals and intentions while staying spiritually centered and productivity driven. The Ambition Planner's vision is to become every woman's most valuable productivity resource. Purchase the Ambition Planner at theambitionplanner.com. There, you'll be able to pick your planner, your cover, and the best thing is, is our planners are broken down into quarters. Therefore, quarter three is just around the corner. Again, for more information, visit our website at theambitionplanner.com and start on your ambitious journey today. That's the next thing that I'll have coming up and and how I would like to present it is... um, so I like vintage items, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still like for them to be modern. Yeah. So basically, the pieces that I may find, say like at a thrift store, mm-hmm. um, I'll get them tailored, and then they'll look they look modern. Yeah. So I'll just kind of cut out all that middle part of it and design vintage-looking clothes, but in a modern way. In a modern way, yeah. yeah so that's that's so dope because you know it is hard. I'm a, I'm an avid thrift shopper, and every time I go, it's less and less like '70s, '80s mm-hmm. clothes, and they're like now it's retro because it's made in 2001. I'm like, hey, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not old. Yeah, it's not old at all. <laughs> that's not retro. Yeah, last week, feels exactly. Like. It feels like last week. That is so awesome. So next part that I uh, I'm sorry. So lastly. Rapid fire. I will ask you a few questions. You can just answer them however first thing comes top of okay. mind, like this one. If I were to ask you to describe yourself in three words, what would those three words be? Uh, laid back. Mm-hmm. Uh, random. Random. Mm. 
Oh, so. Oh, so. I couldn't say that any better. I would probably ask the fourth, fourth one is creative. Okay. You're creative, man. Well, you, I appreciate the, that. The ideas that you come up with, the concepts, the theories, no one else could do it. Like I you appreciate do. that. That's pretty dope. Um, vacation, mountains or beach? Ooh. Um, I, I'd say beach. Yeah, yeah like beach. the water. Yeah. Um, so if you were to be a spirit animal, what would that spirit animal be? <laughs> Oh man! Um, the, the first animal that came to my to mind was a tiger. So a tiger. whatever that means, we'll go with the tiger. Okay. You're right. And then, if you were not to live in Huntsville, Alabama, what city would you live in? Ooh, I've actually never thought about it. Wow, like it here. So not even that I like it here. Mm. Um, I like it wherever I am. So yeah. So let's see. Uh, let me let me pick one. Though. Okay. Um, uh, let's go with California. California. Yeah. You're a Cali dude. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can completely see that. Yeah. The sun, the weather. Yeah. But, 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 but I like cold, though. I love yeah. cold. Yeah. Layers and all those things, yeah. too. Yeah. But, but I think I like the, the people mm-hmm. and, the, and the vibe of yeah, California. of California. Last question would be your favorite color. I, I mean, you're, you, you seem to mix and match colors so well. But if you have a favorite color, what is it? It's gray. Gray. Yeah. <laughs> like, you said it like it's sad, like yeah, it's gray. It's gray. <laughs> love it. It's a good color. It's a, it's a perfect palette. You can mix anything with That's it. That's why I love it. Like, That's so I can put this hat on with, with gray. gray. And be and be dope. Yeah. And be a dapper dude. You guys, yeah. thank you so much for being here <laughs> with you. me today. I absolutely love your story because, again, you, no one ever thinks that they can do it until they try. You know what I mean? And sometimes you're forced into it. So do what you love while you have time to do it. You know what I mean? You'll never, ever, ever regret it. You'll never regret it. So this is, uh, like, I can't believe I just didn't ask you these questions. (laughs) Keisha, your wife. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Keisha makes. Keisha Keisha sells. Keisha bakes. Keisha cooks. Yeah. Keisha's a mom. Keisha's a a business partner. Keisha's a creator. Yeah. you married a muse. Like, that's pretty dope. <laughs> so she she's actually a thousand times more creative than I can ever be. That's amazing. Um, and the reason why she is Keisha Makes now mm-hmm. um, is because she has figured out that she's not just one thing. Mm-hmm. So that kind of allows her to, well, yeah. this is what I'm making now. This yeah. is what I'm making now. So it, in, in business, having a wife that understands being creative yeah. is very helpful because Sometimes you don't know if you're going to succeed. Mm. And she was like, go ahead. Yeah. Do what you got to do. This is, I can see that this is in you. Yeah. So do what you got to do. That's amazing. Because you, you, you meet individuals who have a, an opposite. You know, everyone mm-hmm. has a yin and a yang. Mm-hmm. You and Keisha are so much. When, you, when, you, when I first met you guys together, because I've mm-hmm. known you for a long time. Yeah. You both had dreads together. Then you both <laughs> cut your hair out together. Yeah. You're like yin and yang. Yeah. Or yin and yin. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're not like, you know, the typical yin and yin. And I know you are in so many ways, but maybe the creativity part is something that you're just blessed to have a partner that gets it. You know what I mean? That would never say, like, uh, you got to have a job that does X, Y, Z. You have the ability to say, I can have a job that does what I'm passionate about and what does all the things I want our family to do. Because you're 
children even creative. I mean, they can't help it. It's just kind of DNA. <laughs> it's, so, and it's, it's been fun watching watching them find what they like to do. But Corinne, she has actually said what she wanted to do since she has been three. And so just watching her kind of grow with it. Yeah. So we're, and we're actually creating her um, her social media platform mm -hmm. um, for her art because she's she's drawing and it's kind of creepy because. She's getting really, really good. She is. And she's so talented. Mm -hmm. She's so beautiful and just, she's confident. She's she knows she's good at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that that falls from a tree, right? Um, I'm, I'm going to say, just like she said yesterday, mm -hmm. I hope so. That's I, it? I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I hope that's what happened. And I hope that... I'm grateful that God gave them to us to, yeah. be, to be their guides. Because yeah. that's basically what we're there to do. Like see what they want to do and then guide them and guide them. give them as much information as possible to help them do what they're trying yeah. to do. And then, you know, to have Keisha as someone that you can bounce part ideas off of, mm -hmm. things like that. She can be the model whenever you're doing your new female collection to say, how does this look? No, doesn't, don't do that one. <laughs> so she may not be the model because she doesn't like to be in front of the camera. Know. Right. But she will help me with the models. Yeah. 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 And even just the styling. Of yeah. It, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I know what I like. I know what this look, should look like. You know, all of those things that you may have questions about. I, I have so many questions. No, so whenever I'm breasts, styling women, so. <laughs> You're like, listen, I, mm. I know that there are certain things that are, issue isn't the right word, mm. um, but that are concerns. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so I want to make sure I address them yeah. in the way that they would like to hear it and yeah. that they would actually receive it. Yeah. I'm a guy. How, how would I necessarily know? No, but you know what looks good. I know what a woman should look mm -hmm. like. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. way that they feel and these yep. things are things that you have to ask. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Ask. And so that's a great, you have a great, like I said, she's amused. So Keisha Makes is on all these platforms as well. Yep. I mean, we're here. We might as well talk about Let's it. Let's do it. Let's Where do can it. we find Keisha? Her earring Her earring line is dope. Yeah. She's, she's, she's still, uh, is she still a shopper? Does she still sell? clothing online as well? So um, she doesn't sell uh, the clothes online as much now. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. She's actually full force into the Keisha Makes. Yeah. Um, and that's on Instagram at Keisha Makes. That's, that's it. Awesome. At KeishaMakes.com. I can't, there's a random balloon just floated <laughs> by. It just kind of looks like it. I don't know. You can always find Dapper Dude at Dapper Dude underscore collection. Hold on. Tell me where to find you on social. So, um, uh, Instagram is at underscore dapper dude underscore. Boom. And then is that all? Is that your handle on everything? So, um, and the other one is the dapper dude collection. The dapper dude collection .com. Yeah. That's correct. Yep. yep Fantastic. Yep. I'm going to leave all the handles in the description. Thank you Sweet. so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Of course, it's a good friend of mine, celebrity stylist, <laughs> call him, text him, find him on dapper dude collection .com. Thank you guys for being here today. Bye. Thank you to those who sponsored and supported this episode. And the biggest thank you to Sophia Mobley Photography and Videography for being the dopest producer, sound engineer, and editor in the land. Please like, share, and subscribe at The Failure Report on YouTube, Facebook, Facebook Watch, Instagram, IGTV, and on Twitter at Report Failure since The Failure Report was taken. You can listen on Spotify, iTunes Podcasts, or wherever you consume content. To get notifications on our upcoming episodes, please visit our website at thefailurereport.org. There you can subscribe to become a fellow failure and get access to our blog and merchandise. We have things like mugs, t-shirts, notepads, you know, all the things. I'm Dion Stokes. Thanks so much for listening.